0: I'm turning to Joel chapter 2, verses 26 and 27 this morning, and we're all going to see what the Holy Spirit has to offer. Joel chapter 2, verses 26 and 27. You shall eat plenty and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you. I want everybody to say wondrously. Do you know when you've been dealt wonderfully? Wonderfully? wondrously how about when you've been treated the other way boy we really know about that don't it, it causes our wheels to squeak it talk, it causes our gears to grind but notice what he says uh you shall eat in plenty that's what we did for breakfast this morning isn't it yeah we ate in plenty i, I don't know who inhaled the 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 uh, bacon but i know it was here at eight o'clock it disappeared before i got through the line Something happened to the bacon this morning. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I ate pancakes. I ate the the, the eggs and uh, whatever what you call that. It was good, and I just enjoyed it all, so I have ate in plenty. This is what the Bible's saying to you and me. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. I want you to notice this. I want you to notice this. Uh, and, I, I, and I could highlight more than I can afford to highlight this morning. But Jared has served in, in more than one church, so I can say this. He said, he, in our interview, and in our t- talking, he said, Pastor, I have been put down by my senior pastor more times than one. And my heart cr- was crushed when he said that. And I said, I want you to know one thing, friend. When you come here, you will never be put down, especially from the pulpit. And and nobody enjoys the shame of being put down. We don't even enjoy it coming from our spouse, do we? Oh, come on, ladies. I I know you're awake. You're looking at me. Listen to me. Here's what the Bible says. I want you to notice where this is found. He's dealt wondrously with us, and he said, My people will never be put to shame. Then you will know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God, and there's no other. My people shall never be put to shame. Let's pray. Father, in this moment today, our heart is is broken in a compassionate way for Jenny and Jared today. They they have been here less than a year, and yet, Lord, they're a big part of our life. And today, I just ask your spirit to comfort and strengthen and guide and direct them as they deal with this chapter of life. And then I pray for this awesome family, Lord, that we have here at Elm Grove. And I pray for those that have came that are looking on and and are asking themselves, themselves this question, would I enjoy coming to church all the time? Do they have something to offer that will feed me so that I can eat in plenty? Because my spirit man has to be fed just like my natural man. And I want my spirit to be satisfied day by day. And when I walk out of the church, is this a place that I might not get my ears scratched? And it might not really feel good, but is this a place where I could be satisfied of knowing that none of us have it together yet? And Lord, let us know the satisfaction this morning that the Holy Spirit will guide and direct these moments as we reflect upon the goodness of God and the word that you're sharing with us today in Jesus' precious name, and everybody said. This scripture gives us some points, and I want to highlight these points, and one of them is why guidance is so important. We all need guidance as children we had our parents to guide us we had grandparents to give us some great information and we had teachers that employed their knowledge into us that we could come this far many of you had had your education extended into the college years and there was somebody that was giving you guidelines how to train your mind and your mental ability so that you could go to higher heights and deeper depths in life and that guidance today has brought us to where we are at this morning Maybe you had a godly mother and dad who learned, taught you how to pray. You bowed your head before you even uh, and asked God's blessing before you ever sank your teeth into the biscuit. Or else you were stopped in the middle of eating that biscuit and you said, so you heard the voice, let's pray. Maybe you didn't come from that that area of living, and maybe you grew up in a home that was not a Christian home. Well, let me say this this morning. Notice what the Bible says. We're going to reflect upon this. My people will never be put to shame. And I want to say to those that never was exposed to a Christian mom and dad this morning, my heart goes out to you, and I have some good news for you. It's never too late to acknowledge the Lord as your heavenly Father. It's never too late to have a dad that will put his arms around you and love you in your most miserable moments. There's nothing wrong with somebody walking up to you and just saying, I just feel like you needed a good hug and I've got two of them for you today. Sometimes I walk up to people, and I haven't saw them for a couple of Sundays, and I say, I've got two hugs for you, one for last Sunday, and then this is for today, and there's a fresh embracement. Listen, as we go through life, we'll always have guidelines. Some guidelines we like, and some we don't, but in the school days, you remember you had to prepare, and you had to uh, renew your mind. You had to take the, the information that had been shared with you, and you had to respond to it by a test how many's ever flunked at test on friday besides me we all need guidance and and without it we will never reach our highest destiny without it we will live a life of confusion and frustration and without it you will work frantically and accomplish nothing but because you're always going in circles and going in wrong directions I know, I've tried it. Remember when we graduated from high school, and we all had this, especially those of us that were raised in a strict home. My The guidelines at the White House was so straight that you couldn't even sneeze without getting out of the lines of the guidelines. Let me just speak to the young people. I had a 10 o'clock curfew my dad would preach till 9 30 and the altar call would take part of that and then i had a 30 minute interval and we call this dating time and i would drive from the midway church to the orient corner and then there was three miles south on a sandy washboard road and then you'd turn back a mile to get to their driveway and then it was a half a mile back up to their house and i had a 30 minute curfew and here's how the curfew worked one time uh, I decided I would just try to stretch the guideline and I uh, was running about 10 minutes late when I get back to the Orion corner my dad is there to meet me and he asked this question is there anything wrong I didn't have to answer that I had not followed the guideline and needless to say I'm not going to reflect on what followed it wasn't good But guidelines are vitally important to us. Have you ever noticed the white lines on the highway? And when you get my age, you're really glad they're there, and you miss them when they're not there. Have you ever noticed the signs that give us information, and it's called speed limit? Don't you wish they weren't there most of the time? And I really like this one. It's a a law to hog the left lane. Slow traffic, stay in the right. And, you know, they just don't have these every hundred feet. I wish they did. That's good information, especially for people that like to use the left lane quite often. Listen, life will always have guidelines. Have you ever noticed this? At the end of the year, there's a guideline that somebody intends for you to follow, and it's called the IRS. I didn't notice. I did, I've never tried to spell Antichrist with the IRS, but it, it's got to be spelled there somehow. God God has a perfect plan for all of our lives according to the eternal purposes which he accomplished by allowing Jesus to die, die on the cross. Are those guidelines easy? Many of them cost us everything. Is it easy to forgive somebody who's taken advantage of you? Is it easy to forgive somebody that uses your word or your, your background uh, as a as a byword or a piece of gossip? Is it easy for somebody just to tear your friend apart and you're standing there and you're wanting to for him to be, become horizontal while you're still standing? No, it's not easy. But listen to me. We all are tested every day, and there's guidelines, and it comes from the Word of God. And it says, be ye kind one to another. And have you ever noticed the kindest thing you can think of is departing from their company sometimes, <laughs> right? We all, we, Listen, just loosen up. We all have, we're all human. Yeah. We all have these. Listen, God has, not, God has not called us into the family of God just to be good and keep it all together and then suck it up and live like a hermit no he wants to fill us with good stuff he so he said uh, uh, so that we can mount up with wings as eagles we can run and not be weary and we can walk and not faint Amen. you know he said even says this i've come that you can have a good life and have it in abundance god has a perfect plan for your life and you may know not where where it's in where it starts and where it ends but it never ends till you suck in your last breath of air and god is longing to you he wants to be your best friend he wants to be your heavenly father he wants you to bring your needs and your problems to him and he wants to help you pass the test he wants to give you an extra surge of energy so that you can look beyond somebody's faults and see their needs. Sometimes when we look at somebody and they're not acting like we think that they should, they're really needing a friend that can listen to them. Right. And have you ever noticed we, sometimes we have already have an answer before they tell us the problem? I know that was just for me. But God wants you to know. He's accomplished everything that it's going to take to make your way your life a blessing and be prosperous and he wants you to be able to eat at his table and let your spirit man be grow and be fruitful and so that your life can multiply itself and other people. Hey, listen to me as we as we look at the scripture today I've asked this question, I want to ask it again. Have you ever tried and failed? Do you feel that there's somebody or something in your past that destroys your future? According to the counsel of God's word, that's not even possible. It's not anybody else's fault when I do not succeed. And listen, when you don't have an answer, it's, it's all right to say, I don't know. I wish I'd have practiced that when I was a senior in high school. Our psychology class was on the west side of the building, and the Fairview School had windows all the way across the top, and that sun would begin to come into that room about a quarter till two. A And I'm telling you, sleep just engulfed me every time I would sit down in that building, in that class in the afternoon. And one day, I'll never forget, Coach Eubank was... Was in the midst of uh, teaching the psychology class, and he was, he was just doing everything he could to impart knowledge so we could w- walk out someday with a diploma in our hand and say, I had some great teachers. He asked uh, one of my closest friends, he said, uh, Did so and so do this, uh, and did he use this? principal to accomplish that and he said yes sir he did and he asked another friend of mine the same question and the third time uh, unfortunately he asked me and I thought because my buddies were smarter than me they'd give him the right answer so I chimed right in and I said yes he did coach Eubank had a row of hair two inches all the way around that's all the hair that he had shiny all the way back to that two inches and he always kept his neck real clean shape And after he asked me, he took his hands and he messed that two inches of hair up all around his head. And he says, hell's britches. I'm doing no good teaching you people what I'm trying to teach you. (laughs) And then he said, all three of you boys flunked that test. Uh, God wants you to know today that if you're going through a trial, maybe you've been cast down. You haven't been forsaken. And God wants you to know that with his plan, he wants you to do this. He wants you to have goals. He wants you to have dreams. But he wants to be included in your plans. He wants to help you through the situations that need, you need help. And, and listen to me. Don't let your past hinder your future today. Don't let somebody knock a hole in your bucket yesterday and you go to work tomorrow sour. Down and out with a horrible spirit. Listen, forget yesterday. Today's a brand new day. God wants to walk into your life right where you're at today, and he will never compare you with anybody else. And here's the good part about my best friend. He says, as far as the east is from the west, I'll forgive you if you'll uh, allow me to. If you'll invite me into your life, in my presence there's fullness of joy, I'll call you, cause you to laugh, or I'll give you the ability to laugh in your worst day. I will strengthen you in your t- most tested day, and I'll be your best friend when everybody else turns their back on you. So it's time this morning to square our shoulders and smile a while and give our face a rest. The Bible says that we can shake hands with others, we can lift our hands we used to sing a song, smile a while and give your face a rest and, and turn, your, turn your head and, and shake hands and give uh, your neighbors a handshake. And it had so many good things in it, but I, I can't get them today because it's been too long since I've sang them, but I'm still trying to practice a song. God says to us this morning, if you're down and out, if you're down on your luck, there's no, there's no future in luck. If you're, down, if you're down and out this morning, Jesus wants to lend you a helping hand, and he wants to you on your feet, and he, and he wants you to, me to tell you this morning, your tomorrows are with no limit. Your tomorrows are with no limit. Your dreams can come true no matter what your age may be. God's plan for you is still on the drawing board, and nothing is impossible to those that will believe. But listen, you've got to try him. Give him an opportunity to work for you. You've got to invite him, Lord, this is a bigger challenge than me. And we've all had people in our pathway that's been a challenge. Ha, you, yeah. I, I, Craig, I know you and I are the only ones that's here. And Floyd. But, but I can tell you, listen, don't let yesterday spoil your today. Don't let the, the heartache and sorrow of yesterday... Uh, Cause your dreams to vanish because God wants to see you through. And the Lord is our guideline. He said, I will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. And you'll be like a watered well-watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. And if you want to know where that's found, that's found in Isaiah chapter 58 verse 11. Could you bring that, or do you have the ability to bring that up on the board? That's just a good point, and I want everybody to know where that's found. Isaiah chapter 58 and verse 11. How many have stiff bones this morning? Notice what the scripture said, the Lord will guide you continually. How many is going through a dry time in your life? Maybe it's a dry time spiritually. Maybe you've lost your desire to even come to church. Maybe, maybe things are just so dry that you've just, you, just, you just don't care anymore well this scripture is for you and it's and it's also for me because we will never quit going through trying times and and in different seasons of life but i want you to know where this is found because it's how we respond to what's being said to us that makes a difference in our life and if we sleep through it or if we don't respond then you know what we might as well go to mcdonald's and eat a happy meal and go home and take a nap you didn't think i'd ever say that did you look the Lord will guide you. What do we need when we're going through dry times? We need somebody who cares that will give us guidance. We don't need somebody to sympathize with us. We need somebody that will tell us the truth. And, and it's horrible to admit this, but sometimes it's our own wife. I'm sorry. Sometimes it's our own wife. The Lord will guide you continually. How many this morning you don't raise your hand but how many this morning you're just you're you're un, you're not satisfied You're you just I mean, you know, it's just life just stinks. Well, this is the reason I'm highlighting this because God is a present help in time of need. And you, he can only help you if you'll invite him. And if you want some things to change in your life, then you've got to respond to what his word has to say. And I'm just waiting on your table today. There's, uh, God has allowed me the precious privilege to wait on your table today. I have no notes at all. All I have is God's word and the Holy Spirit giving me what I'm saying to you. He will guide you continually. He will satisfy your soul in drought. He'll strengthen your bones. You'll be like a well-watered garden and like a spring of water whose water will not fail. And, you know, just saying that makes me so thirsty. But this, I made provision for this at 8 o'clock. And you always want to make provision spiritually for your life. Maybe everything's going good today, but before the week's out, you may need to know where that Scripture's found. You You may even say, where was that? in Isaiah that God spoke to me about what he would do in my life, and he would change things in my life. He would even allow me to know that my life is still on the drawing board. And here's what God wants you to know. He will guide you continually. He'll satisfy your soul and drought. He'll strengthen your bones. He'll do all of that. And then there's an if, if you'll listen. How many ever received that kind of information from your parent and didn't listen to it? How many besides me wish you had them? You heard that that statement, payday someday? My dad didn't carry anything on the book. If he had it coming, he paid the bill right then. And I'm telling you, uh, he knew how to close the gap in our house. And we learned to say yes, sir, usually while we was really getting our hide tanned we didn't have a tanning bed my dad just had a plastic belt about this wide and uh everywhere it touched it tanned it would be child abuse today but at that time it was uh it was a board of knowledge god wants you to god wants me to say this to you today stop following your godless instincts pastor don't follow your ungodly instincts don't 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 discard anybody that God allows to walk into your life. You may need them tomorrow. And don't allow your carnal flesh. You know, our carnal flesh is made up of our five senses. And the Bible says if we're that kind of a follower of Christ, we're a carnal Christian. And God hates carnality. He wants to, He wants to connect far beyond our five senses. He wants to connect to our spirit. And here's what I want you to know. Follow the good shepherd. He's never made a mistake. Follow the good shepherd. Not only is he the author and the finisher of your faith, but he's the way, the truth, and the life. He's the one that makes a way where there seems to be no way. And all your ways, if you'll acknowledge him, he'll direct your path. And he'll show you the path of life. And in his presence, there's fullness of joy. And as you journey down the life's pathway, no matter come, what may come your way, you will always find that the joy of the Lord will be your strength. God wants you to know the world today is in trouble. But Jesus says, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. I want your head to be bowed this morning. And I want you today as you bowed your head, I want you to shut out everything that's going to happen when you leave the building today. I want you to shut out everything that may be a, a challenge to you this morning. We all have challenges. Uh, I want you to shut out the things this morning just for just for five minutes and I want to ask you today would you consider the the biggest challenge that you're facing today we're all facing challenges every every family is different every child every family here that I know this morning and those that aren't here have challenges but I want you to think for a moment my biggest challenge and I want you to think about what it is As you're thinking about that challenge, your mind is being drawn to that point that you don't have the answer for. Maybe you're searching for an answer. Maybe you're looking for a way around that mountain, or maybe you're trying to figure out what to do. And while you're thinking about the biggest challenge that you're facing today, with your head still bowed and you're thinking, i want to give you a scripture and i want you, how you respond to this and if you'll respond to it in a way that god wants you to do it'll make a difference in this coming week you're still thinking about the biggest challenge you have and while you're thinking then i want to draw your attention to a, a portion of scripture that has helped sherry and i through many difficult hours and we're not exempt from difficult hours today. There's times when I hear Sherry cry as she's being challenged in an area of her life. But here's what the word says in Proverbs three, chapter three, verses five and six: Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. And this is what that means: Quit trying to figure it out. But in all your ways, if you'll acknowledge me, I'll direct your path. Period. What's he saying? Trust me with all your heart. We're trying to figure it out with your own mind. God has given us a mind, but so many times our mind cannot comprehend the things or the answers that God may have for our situation. But he said, if you'll acknowledge me, not only will I reveal it, but I will help you accomplish the goal and the victory there is in what you're facing. So this morning, think about it. What is it to trust in the Lord? Trusting simply believes what somebody says is right. It's correct. And, and trusting is putting confidence in what, if somebody says they'll be at your house in the morning at 8 o'clock, and you need them to be there by eight o'clock trust is knowing and having the capability of knowing that person if he said it he'll be there at eight o'clock in the morning well you can be assured that god is not a man that he should lie neither the son of man that he should repent if he said it he'll do it if he spoke it he'll perform it our trust this morning is vitally important The bible says some trust in chariots some trust in horses but we as Christians need to trust in the living God through it all. God wants you to prosper. He wants you to be a, a well-watered garden. He don't want the hurt of life to sink into your bones so that you walk the wrong pathway, you walk the wrong direction, you try to run from your situation. In all your ways, what does it mean? Here's what it simply means. In all my ways, Lord, I bring my need to you this morning. We have many needs. But there are great needs in our life. And you've been so faithful. You've been so faithful. And I know there's not a mountain that you can't handle. So in all my ways, I'm going to acknowledge you. I've tried to run from the mountain, and it just seemed to always be there the next day. But, Lord, I'm going to acknowledge you so that you'll give me strength to know how to live, to know how to talk, and to know how to walk as I'm going through this chapter of life. You're such an awesome God. Would you stand? There's many hurting people this morning. It's still five minutes till 12. I turned the TV on while it was still dark this morning. People are leaving their homes today not knowing whether they will have anything left after the hurricane passes through. We're watching people in the Houston area and in the Texas area who's taking the nice things out of their home and placing them near the curb. It's all trash. Some of them will not have a home to refurbish. It's been destroyed. We're living in a hurting world this morning and their hurts are not our hurts. But the Bible says that we're to pray for one another. Jared and Jenny are on their way south of McAllister, where Jared was raised. Make plans so that life can continue for them. That's what I'd like to do. If you don't have to leave, it's not 12 o'clock yet. I'd like to call everybody to the front. And we're going to join our prayer together this morning. Just come right on. Don't wait on somebody else Just step to the aisle and come forward and we're going to pray our church hasn't done anything toward the uh the people that are hurting but we're going to get involved in some way jared and i are both praying and our eyes are open our spiritual ears are open to what we could do to help some people that are way less fortunate than we. but the most important thing we can do is pray for them the bible says the effectual fervent prayer of righteous people avails much and i know what the enemy says He's told me this many times, Lord, well, if you were righteous, you wouldn't have done this. Or if you're righteous, you wouldn't do that. Listen, I, I'm, I'm righteous not because of what I've done. I'm righteous because I've accepted Jesus Christ. He's my personal Savior. He's my best friend. As far as the east is from the west, he's forgiven me. I'm a righteous person. What, what that simply means, I'm in right standing with God. And if you've invited him in your heart and life, and he's Lord of your life, you're a righteous person. And if you haven't in, your circle, in the circle this morning, just invite him into your life. Lord, I, I want to be a follower of you. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, I want to be a follower of you. At that moment, your sins are gone. Your sins are forgiven. And, and, and he's buried them in the sea of forgetfulness. And from that moment on, you're a follower of Jesus. I want you to bow your head. And I want you to think for a moment. All that's going on. Our president needs our help and prayer. The people that have lost everything needs our prayer. Part of our church family is going through trying moments. Tom step is having surgery tomorrow. There's many, many needs today. Ms. Seaver's mother going through treatment today. She needs our prayer. I want you to, just in your own way, you don't have to pray aloud. I love to pray aloud. Not... Not so you can hear me, but I was taught to pray aloud. And so it's simple for me. If it's not for you, it's okay. You don't have to act like me. The most important thing is to be connected to Jesus Christ in our own way. Let's pray. Father, today we lift up every every need that's been made known. We lift up Mrs. Seaver's mother this morning. May the God of all comfort and the God of all strength minister to her. Father God, today, today, we lift up the hurricane victims to, that have lost everything. We lift them up this morning, Lord. And as they look on the rubble that was one time their treasure, and they look upon a house that one time was, uh, was a, an acceptable place to live. And maybe for some, they, it, they lived in mansions. But the water is no respecter of houses. It doesn't matter whether it's a nice house or a home. It's not so nice. When it moves in like a flood, it's there to destroy. We lift up the homeless this morning, those that have nothing to turn back to this morning. Lord, today, today, Lord. We lift up Jenny and Jared as they're staring through the windshield, recalling this past weekend of the time when Jared's dad pulled up to their table for the last time. He, They heard him pray for the last time. He was so proud of his kids. And little did they realize when he drove out of the out of the yard Tuesday morning that that was their farewell until they get to heaven. Lord, there are needs in this circle today. Lord, we all have needs, but Lord, we just take we just take this time to say thank you for the privilege and the open door that you've opened so that we can enter into your presence, so that we can bring our needs with us, Lord, today, so that we can have the confidence that we can trust in you with all of our heart. Lord, the things that we can't figure out. You said if we'll acknowledge you, you'll direct us. You'll give us strength. You'll give us the answer to the greatest dilemma of our life. We're not here to waste time. And the places we've been and the things we've done is not a waste of time. It gives us guidelines. We've been places we don't ever want to go again. We've done things that we never want to do again. Lord, those are guidelines that we will never, we never want to go there again. But we always want to come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Bless every one of our church members today. Those that are going through things, Lord, that nobody knows except them. Lord, there are people here that their spouse may not even know the hurts or the things that's going on in their life, but you know, Lord, and you're not slack concerning any of your promises. May we have the strength and courage to say, Lord, I'll trust in you no matter what and I'm going to dip, and when I walk out of here this morning I'm going to receive the challenge that the Holy Spirit gave our pastor I'm going to let you guide me continually Lord and I, I want to hear your spirit as you speak then you guide and you you direct because I want to be like a well watered garden in a time of drought Lord I want, I want to be what you call me to be and with the, your help Lord I'll follow your guidelines and I just want to say thank you Lord For your goodness and mercy that you've extended so that we could be in your house today. For all these things we give praise. In Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's family said. You have a special need of any...